My parents put me on the side of the fridge. I'm so ugly. Have you seen the latest episode of Blue's Clues? I almost started watching episode one today so we can have a little extra cheddar to talk about. Wow. Skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> French for grapefruit, pomplamousse. Isn't that fun? Is it delicious? No, it's not. Yes and no. No, you took a long time to say that. Well, well, because here's the thing. I, I guess recently, I guess if we're talking historically recently in life, I'm on a quest to just be a hot guy, right? I want to be like shredded great cheese off my abs, like oh, classic hot guy, just- right? So I feel like you can't be just crushing beer all day, and you can't be like blasting like sugary num num drinks. Absolutely. But you also have to drink. You can't just not drink alcohol, because how are you gonna be that like sexy, like fun party guy and not like kind of go ham, right? Yeah, but like, what's your drink order gonna be like when you go to a bar? Vodka soda. Okay. Do you flinch a little bit at that? Like, like I don't like, drink vodka game. soda. I would, I'm like G&Ts. I, I'll, I'll sit with a G&T. Ooh, okay. But like, you know, when I was growing up, my, my drink of choice was like a white Russian. And oh. I'm sitting there. You yeah, know, you can't house those at oh, dude, Chop Yad. Well, you got to understand. I'm sitting there 18, 19 years old, sitting there at Friar Tucks, just absolutely. See this bar mat? Yeah, that's incredible. That is the Friar Tucks bar mat. You stole it? Daniel Ocean over here. Pretty legendary pull, if you don't mind my saying. You son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) When I'm telling you, I was at Tux, literally the only human being in the bar with an actual glass because the guy made it for me. He's like, hey, man, the dude doesn't drink out of plastic cups. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're totally right. I'm like, what's that going to do? So he gives me a glass. I'm walking around just absolutely feeling myself every <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night knowing that I'm going to be the only person in there with an actual glass of beverage. Yeah, but how are you going to drink white Russians? It was an absolute test of my resolve knowing that I was putting that much milk into my body yeah, and Kahlua. It was, um, it was actually, uh, God, it was pretty tough to be honest with you. No, absolutely not. And then you know it was a it's a different sort of call than my crown route, um, but I felt so good doing it. And like the nostalgia, like I said, of mm-hmm. having that glass, mm-hmm. just you know you don't want to be another face in the crowd always. Anything you can do to kind of to kind of like peek your head above the pack, right? When you're a young gun, sixteen, seventeen, going out in New Orleans for the first time for some absolutely. reason, absolutely, you gotta. If you're not like the tall, confident, standard guy, you gotta like do a wacky karaoke song. You gotta have or... something to have a conversational piece starting up with the ladies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sir. Like, Chris, what are you drinking? I'm like, oh, it's a white oh, Russian. Well. What's in that? Well, let me show you Kahlua, vodka, a splash of milk. And. <laughs> <laughs> And so, um, what is the what is the chemical component? Like H two O is water. What is milk? I have no idea. If you know the chemical composition of milk, email Chris at snugglydragon.com. Just kidding. We don't have his email set up yet. We do need to get him an email. So for the time being, Max at snugglydragon.com will suffice. Which I guess chemical composition of milk. Chemical composition of milk. Chemical composition of milk. Chemical, chemical composition, composition of, of milk. milk. 
Okay. Ooh, that's tough. Um, we're super trying to encourage audience involvement. We want to get like lots of fun emails, which we did. We did get some pretty cool feedback from uh, our bi-weekly episode of last yestermonth. I just want to know, when you're 17, 18, 19 years old, going out in New Orleans for the first time, like how absolutely nerve-wracking was it like walking up without your bros mm. or like like i said if you don't have a conversational piece to start out with a lady or a friend of yours like you can nowadays when you're 30 in a bar right. it's like hey chris what's up you're pretty not much working kid that's the route it's gonna go on now uh-huh. but when you're 17 18 19 are you just like uh, i like to masturbate <laughs> <laughs> Porn school. <laughs> Have you seen the latest episode of Blue's Clues? And it's just, it's, there's nothing that goes on. Like, what did I care about? I care, care about jerking off. You care about. And I still do. Don't ca- get me wrong. And you care about napping. And you care about absolutely just being still shit faced with your friends. You know what I mean? Now, when I go out, of course, I want to, you know, drink, have a nice little buzz. But, like, conversations evolve like organically when you're like 17 18 now these people you don't see them anymore because you're not in high school you're not hanging out in that circle of friends and it's tough man you know what i'm saying especially the worst small talk's the worst especially if you don't have a good buzz going on you know what i mean once you get that good buzz going on you can just like sort of blend in with the crowd just like hey what'd you say oh yeah man i'm gonna totally talk in your ear i'm gonna totally talk in your ear and i'm not gonna understand a word you say but i'm gonna shake my head (sighs) vigorously i'm gonna laugh at all the right moments i've learned my timing social cues are just Uh, on point now (laughs) (laughs) what did you do fake id as an 18 like because the rule is for those who don't know this is new orleans's snuggliest podcast so everyone from new orleans probably understands this but if you're in case you're one of our listeners from sweden or japan swear to god we got like random listeners all across random cities in the world oh what's up world what up uh internet world um, the rule is you can be 18 years old and enter a bar in Louisiana, but you can't drink alcohol until you're 21, which is just that little golden nugget of... How, how the heck does that make any sense? No idea. Know. And that's like the age... Well, I guess like 50 or 60 year old commentary now of like, oh, you can go to war for your country and die for your country, but you can't have you can't have any alcohol and now you can't have a cigarette and it's just like blah blah blah. But you can vote. What what's up with they they yeah, raised they the drinking to... age to twenty one because there was too many what was the reason? For I have because it used to be eighteen. Yeah, it used to be eighteen. My mom my mom and dad talked to talk to me about it all the time, you know, going out in New Orleans when they're eighteen and I'm thinking if you have facial features in New Orleans and you look old enough, you're able to go into a bar. Like, if you have anything that resembles a face. A nose, right. <laughs> like, hey, this guy looks like he has all the parts. Come on in. <laughs> Do you have an ID? Yeah, but it's not old enough. All right, well, you know, don't take it out your pocket then. I think I think the, the amount of deaths went down when they did it or they did a study. Gosh, I, if only there were some, like, internet database of knowledge i wish there was was like a centralized thing that we could look this up on like some sort of like ww dot something yeah kind of like or should we like say backspace or backslash or whatever the hell those things are called it'd be cool normally we'd have like a cool producer like on the sidelines like to phone in all of our calls and emails and fielding all of our sponsors amazing we'll we'll get there we'll get there one day absolutely yeah when we you know when all these People who are in Japan and Sweden start showing their friends, and they're like, man, look how snuggly these guys are on the internet. And they start 
it's just an absolute wildfire in just social engineering. If it's going to be incredible. If you're aware of the reason why the drinking age was moved to 21, please scream it as loudly as you can in kind of short, brief sentences, and maybe we'll hear. Maybe, maybe we'll be walking by. Otherwise, I don't know how else uh, we're going to be able to transmit that information in real wow. time. Here it is. Chris, I was stalling. You guys don't even realize I was just stalling. And here Chris is with the answer. The National Minimum Drinking Age Act of 1984. Ooh. This law basically told states that they had to enact a minimum drinking age or 21 or lose up to 10% of their federal highway funding. Basically Whoa. because drunk drivers, deaths, stuff like that. Um, okay, so the majority of drunk driver deaths were probably attributed that age to group. younger drinking. Uh, yes. Wow. So, do you support that decision? No. By no, the legislation? No, no. I think I think eighteen. I think eighteen is a good a good number for everybody. If you can vote, you, can, uh, you know, you can start being active in your community. You're st- I'm, now, we already talked about la- last time about the maturity level of guys. Maybe it's not always there, but. I'm still learning stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So am I. So I'm thinking if you're old enough to be able to have a vote in our country or you're able to be drafted into going to a war. You get to drink as much poison as you want. Absolutely. Now, we're talking 1984 now. Um, There's no such thing as Uber. And, you know, Hmm. designated drivers were a thing. And when you're 18, you really want to have a couple of beers or a couple of shots with the boys. Especially if it's the weekend. Absolutely. Maybe a couple double crowns. Or, you know, you're hanging out at Friar Tucks and it's pitcher night. That girl you have a crush on kind of comes slinking by through the crowd. Absolutely. Hey, Ashley, how would you like this apple teeny? I'll get one for myself as well to not make you feel left out. Hey, Stacy, you want a sip of my... Milk and Kahlua White Russian? Absolutely. Hey, Patricia, that Mai Tai is looking absolutely delicious. <laughs> hey, Cindy, you want a bite of my mojito? Oh, my Wow, there's a, gr- there's a pretty massive cockroach that just started defying gravity down the wall. Dude, so growing up, let me, let me just switch it to, co- to cockroaches for Please like do, seconds. please do. Growing up, Ooh. absolutely terrified of cockroaches. Oh, I still am. Now still am. I'm like, I I'm like the guy in the house where Everett's not gonna go. You gotta kill it. Everett might like bark at him or something like that, or like notice him. <laughs> Stormy will bark at him, but like she'll run away if they like move too close. Morgan's not doing anything, so now I'm just like, you gotta man up, dude. When I'm telling you that like, the heebie-jeebies watching Men in Black in '97. Especially when Will kicks open the uh, the dumpster at the end scene, and all those little real life effers come out. It's good filmmaking, man. That is like every American's nightmare, and they just go, "Let's play with it." God, that freaking oh, dude! What about movie. the giant mega roach? Oh, dude, insane! Ew, 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 ew! I'm I'm still, dude. Bugs? Like I'm a pretty tough guy. Honestly, I would rather punch a lion a medium-sized lion in its face male or female uh we remember we're learning that the individuation of gender is ultimately a needless construct absolutely but in the animal kingdom world they absolutely have they're not as progressive yeah they absolutely (laughs) have gender constructs all right well the females are no 
Females are the badasses, bro. Well, I was going to say that because that's the stat that, like, the dudes just post up and they have, like, a pride of a bunch of babes and they just, dude, they mate, like, 10 to 50 times a day when it's, like, in fucking season. Let's do it. But, but, but the men are ultimately the ones who have to do the, like, in, like the, the intra-species fighting. So yeah. a new bro rolls up into the Saharan, you know, sub-Saharan Africa desert cluster. Oh, that sounds cool. And he's like, oh, I like... Well, now, what is a, what is a Saharan accent? Gosh, I can't... I won't even try to do that. But he's, like, screaming, like, talking all this game. The dude has to, like, man up and eat him. Or... Or that lion will come in, murder all of his children, and take all of his pieces. Incredible. Whoa. Vicious world out there, Vicious Chris. much? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that, a medium-sized lion, I'm not punching a female. I'm probably punching a male, probably because he's sleeping, and maybe one of my punches won't hurt enough for him to be like, oh, I see this nice chubby man that just punched me. Let me just run his ass down real quick and have a 300-pound snatch. <laughs> uh, oh, this was much easier than one of the antelope I tried to catch earlier. I guess what I mean to say in a long-winded, exaggerative tone is that bugs just grow me oh, dude. Absolutely. No thanks. Freaking cave crickets and roaches and millipedes millipedes there's something dude. alien anything about them. with that many legs and like the ability to like sting uh, you and poison you i mean it? dude when you were in the land down under man i'm just thinking of all of like the, the mega aussies, tarantulas the aussies that hang out with the huntsman spiders in their houses Fuck and they're just like off. oi they're not that bad they like to just eat a bunch of bugs around the house no they're that bad they're gross they're huge, and they can jump, Chris. Dude, it's insane. They can sky leap. It's insane. I'm talking about, like, when you're in Aussie land, it is disgustingly incredible how many crazy bugs there are. Like, I mean, so I've grown up, I've grown up on National Geographic and, like, Animal Planet with my dad. I'm talking about, I, I literally ripped a National Geographic documentary last night. Wow. Um, on. Oh, dude, I'm... I'm going to Olympic National Park next month with Morgan. Wow. Nice Olympic Peninsula, northern Washington. Cannot wait. Whoa. That's f- um, about as far away as you can get. Oh, yeah. It's delicious out there, too. <laughs> hey, if you're out there, text me, Alice Cullen, because I'm looking for a vampire to be with. Hey-o. Nice. That's not a vampire cord. Nope. Still, uh, let me work on. Let me work on my vampire. Yeah, work course. on your vampire course. It'd be more low. It'd be like, oh, that's like a fucking vampire coming to murder your whole family. Oh my god, it's like a, a nice, like deep glass of red wine. And Ooh. he's about to just destroy you. And it's Brad Pitt from Interview with a Vampire. Oh god, which I had to turn off a quarter of the way through the movie because it was giving me the. H e j j j e's way too way too much. All that Tom Cruise like chewing on flesh oh, dude, and loving I it. I love Louis, bro. Yeah, Brad me. is Louis is one of the oh man, it's the best. <sighs> and like a, a hot Tom Cruise Lestat who was like disgustingly pale <laughs> and like teeth. oh man, but you have like the fire scene 
on the water in New Orleans, and you have the hot Antonio Banderas with. See, I didn't even get op- to him. Oh God, what? And that that cast is why I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> let me roll a quick T Cruz B Pit A Banderas. I'm in, but but dude, Kirsten who- Dunst. And Christian Slater? Holy bless. I didn't even, see, oh, I didn't even get that. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, uh, sweet cast much? Oh, my God. Of hot vampires. But, you know, that's not the kind of vampires that I really like. I'm talking about, like, I am totally one million percent in on Edward Cullen. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm a huge I'm a huge Twilight fan, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just one of the things really? that, like, I don't, like, parade around saying, hey, if you want to come to Forks with me, I'm going. Huh. But... I do, I do not, is the, it good? The, the whole I, sparkling I thing, I'm not in love with. What whole sparkling thing? So, like, um, you know, vampires can't go in sunlight is the common, you know, the common thing. It's a trend, you know, from anything. Christopher Lee, Bram Stoker, and any kind of Nosferatu. Yeah, it's one of the rules. Because yeah, like, otherwise they would just fuck Mom's shit up. got a date with a vampire. And any, any sort of vampire movie, you can't go in the sun. But... You can go in the sun in twilight, but you sparkle. Like you like twinkle. And it's kinda interesting, like that dynamic of like they live in Forks, Washington, which is a place I'm gonna be going to. Yeah, which we need to finish I feel like we've we've been bouncing around all over the place. We haven't finished a single thought. We have some visitors in the studio, hopefully Absolutely. gonna kill the giant cockroaches. And, oh yeah, can y'all get that cockroach um, by like in the here- no, you don't have to get it. Chuck, you come around so to my good. side. No, Miguel, Chuck, you, you stay need over to there. kill it because it's, it's lurking and it. Max will die at some point. I've got the best wait, wait, wait. Shot. Come on. We're on. We're on. We're live I on the air right it. now. Can you come over here for a second, Can't Chuck? Can you edit this and post it later? I don't feel like editing. Miguel, can you come up and say something hilarious, please? Yeah. Do you have a joke? Small uh, joke. Oh, my God. Um, you got to be on mic. You got to be right on yeah, mic, are, buddy. Are my jokes small because of my height? Miguel, we can't, <laughs> we can't hear you. You got to be on mic. people who are listening to us don't know that you are small Yeah, Miguel, they don't stature. speak English, dude. You got like to do a Swedish joke. I'd just like to just. put a plug out there for uh, Hamilton coming on Disney Plus tomorrow. It's tomorrow oh, night. My mom's pumped. Insane. I'm watching with my mom. I am it so is going to be stoked. insane. You got to be on mic if you're going to be stoked. I am so stoked. What are you, what are you excited about? A genius. First of all, introduce yourself, please, for oh, all the hi, listeners. Hi, my name is uh, Charlton Joseph Camp. I am a medical science liaison with AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals, wow, and I cover the great state of Louisiana and Arkansas. Thank you. Those are two states. Please tell us what you're most excited about to see tomorrow night on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the song My Shot is probably my favorite from the musical. And I think it's it's just a fantastic performance. I got the pleasure of seeing it live at the Sanger. Oh, you already saw it live. Correct at the wow. Sanger. Wow! Yes. How much do those ticks cost? So kind of a crazy situation Ooh. where we didn't pay anything for them. Oh, my okay. girlfriend's roommate at the time, um, her family had season tickets to the Sanger, and that's what you this isn't your current girlfriend. It is my current girlfriend. Oh, okay. So it was the twenty. It was the twenty nineteen. It was your season, girlfriend right? at the time, Correct. and it's still your girlfriend at the time. So and why are you saying her roommate was the? It was the roommate. The girlfriend at the time's roommate. Family okay. had tickets, they, and they were roommates. They were plan. They were <laughs> well. Listen to this. This is crazy. They were planning on going. You know, we knew that you know their her family was going to be in town. They were going to Hamilton. Awesome. Well, about. 30 minutes before the show starts, we get a call. Hey, do you guys want the two tickets? We can't, we can't make it. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're like, but something had to have gone wrong. Yeah. Turns out the brother of the girl had a, her his 
wife just had a miscarriage. Ooh. So it was like, so we're so we're like, do we accept these tickets? Like we feel bad. We accepted them. The 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 music. It was Hamilton was amazing, and then even better news. They had another. They had oh a beautiful yeah, baby I girl love, eventually. They, they love a boy. Arrival. Oh my they god, wanted, even better. Yeah, he, they, you know what? He got her pregnant again, and things worked out. So Happy well. ending. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, Hamilton. Let's go. I cannot wait. It is going to be an absolute wonderful time. And is it going to translate? Leave it up to Disney oh, to man. drop a little July third, July fourth action on a Alexander Hammy getting destroyed. <laughs> Getting destroyed by Aaron Burr. I mean, sorry. I mean, <laughs> am I spoiler alert? No. Guy gets shot on oh, the. On Wait, the don't end. tell me any of this. I, I haven't. I'm not familiar with it. Wait, you're not familiar with history? Oh, American history, the bloody <laughs> genocidal disaster of Western civilization. Yep, that's exactly uh, it. I, unfortunately, I'm all too familiar with it. I mean, but, dude, but when you're I having when you're having gentlemen. Duel on the rivers of the Potomac on a frosty Maryland morning. I mean, that's pretty. That's that's a pretty tight part of history you want to be talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. dude. It's it's like the most hyped up thing ever. The tickets are sold out for the next forever. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, every time Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda like comes and destroys an acapella mm. um, Oscar win yeah. or a Grammy win, it is absolutely on fire. Yeah. Wow, it's. There's a video when he, he's in Moana. I mean, the dude's the dude's yeah. incredible. He he wrote. What do you mean he's he in, Moana? in he Moana? Wrote, I mean, he's, 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 he he's sings. Moana. He, no, no. Whoa. He's the musical. Yeah, he's the musical genius behind Moana. Correct. And it's just insane to have him. Oh, dude. And this was, and this was this like was like primo. This was primo. But this was like his breakout performance and his whole thing. Yeah, Hamilton was what, 20, 2014, 2015? No, it was like Obama, 17... Obama's first term in office. No, guys, it was like 1700, what? 1780? It, it started... Come on, we're doing history yeah. jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. he, performed it, he performed the first acapella version in the White House in front of President Obama. In, so, we're, so we're talking about 08 to 12. Before wow. before the play had come to life. Oh, wow. That's um, incredible. Yeah, wow. it was an open mic like night for artists and stuff. There's an, at, a, the at the WH? At the You can actually go on YouTube and watch it. And Lin-Manuel Miranda just gives it, he's like, you know, I, I wrote this hip-hop album about Alexander Hamilton. That's amazing. And then just does, he plays Aaron Burr. I mean, when you're talking about cultural phenomenon, yeah. I mean, when, do, when does Broadway hits become like the forefront of American thought in society. You know what I mean? You're talking about like, I mean, Cats is cool and like all these other ones Book are of pretty Mormon. cool. Book of Mormon's cool. But like if you're talking about Hamilton is like, people are absolutely giddy about being able to watch this for the first time in their homes. You know yeah. what I mean? I know I am. Like July 3rd, it's going to be incredible. I mean, it's two and a half hours, too. So, like, you get like yeah. a, a little bit of extra stuff. And this is, like, the the A cast, like, the Broadway cast that's doing it. And it's not, like, the touring cast. How's it going to translate incredible. from the stage to the screen? I think it'll be perfect. I, well. I mean, you're the best seat in the house. And Disney's producing it, so. It's... Yeah, but it's, it's not in, like, the original forum that it's supposed to be digested. They're kind of pandering, trying to poof, kind of like jump it to a new audience. Like it's not going to be as good on Disney Plus as it would be in person. 
I mean, I would agree is, with is, that. Is anything is anything in that media like when you're supposed to see it live? Is anything like translate that good? No, that's my concern. Like other than like a, maybe like a sports, it's like a sports feat. You know what I'm saying? Like being in the domes tight, but like you have a better seat on the couch to be able to watch stuff. You know what I mean? I do prefer LSU games from the sofa. I mean. Yeah, I mean, but it's Tiger Stadium, incredible. Like you get that vibe, you get that feeling. Like I'm sure in, in Hamilton, what you're of talking being about, dr- like, of having been drunk for the past twelve hours and you want to fall asleep? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I'm saying like okay. you're you're at Hamilton, you have like this feeling of like trepidation and excitement, and you're knowing that stuff's gonna happen that's wrong, and you know you have people like you in the audience who don't know history, and you don't know that you know a Hammy eventually dies. <laughs> Can you stop? I had already forgotten. Like everyone missed me. We're talking. We're talking about the 1780s. Of course he's dead. I mean, he's not, <laughs> they're all they're all dead. He's not Edward Cullen. I mean, geez, some Pete's. I mean, let's just oh, yeah, be we gotta finish here. that whole. Let's just be honest here. But oh um, anyway. it, it's gonna be incredible. I mean. Disney is just, they're trying to bring people back to their services. I mean, these people are hemorrhaging cash right now, having having all their stuff going on with, with COVID, not mm-hmm. having parks full. You know, you're having 250,000 visitors to your parks I think a they day. lose a million bucks a day by oh, not I, being I, open. I, would, Disney, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that, to be 100% yeah. honest with you. Never been. You said a million with an M or a billion with a B? I'm going to go with M. M. Yeah, you can't lose a billion dollars a day. Oh, okay. That's an entire conversation that we are going to have and to hold. We got decades together, Chris. But um, yeah. Let me just absolutely. You you honestly just looks like Leo DiCaprio just now. Whoa! Have you ever seen The Great Gatsby? I have indeed. Oh, you look like. Jay Gatsby. Come on. on, dude. What? I'm surprised if Lin Manuel Miranda didn't have his hand in that with all those cool ass. Right. Boz Lerman, uh, the guy who did Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. So oh. Moulin Rouge, absolutely loved. Great Gatsby. Oh, left I loved, a little to be desired. I loved. I love the Great Gatsby. I love. It was. It was. was it was well incredible. The movie you you liked? Oh it? yeah, and I love the soundtrack when you're bringing Jay Z in with the oh, 1930s and the 19 uh, 1920s beats. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I mean, the Roaring Twenties were the Roaring Twenties, bro. Like you had some crazy shit going on. All the beautiful designs of the cars and the long nose phantoms that you were freaking driving around. And a lot the of Duesenberg. fun production design for oh, sure, dude. The big old freaking. Oh, that, that just that like ugh, they do a really good job. And you with... have Leo calling everybody old sport. <laughs> See, I thought that was goofy and distracting. Well, I, like I respect and love Leo. Vernacular, but like that scene where, so the introduction of a character into a movie is obviously a very important place to kind of characterize them and and just kind of have some fun. You don't just like have them walk in and say, "Hey, it's me." You got to give them a idiosyncratic entrance right yeah yeah yeah. so they do this thing in the great gatsby where you they just don't show you leo's face like he's walking in and he'll he'll turn just before you're about to see his face or they cut it off like and just beneath and you're just like i want to see your face because i know you're leo you're the biggest movie star in the world and i want to see and they like draw it out you don't get to see his face for like good 30 seconds and then they do that turnaround fireworks in the background i'm gatsby and he like holds up the Oh man! With an accompaniment of fireworks, <laughs> and oh, everybody's going insane in the background. You got that Damn. swing music going on. I love Every- to party. Oh god! All those beads and those beautiful skimpy dresses are just absolutely. Oh my god! Let's see. I'm obviously revved up right now. Maybe uh, 
Morgan, if you're listening, an Ev Part 2 coming soon. <laughs> oh! <laughs> booty but, calling his own wife. Absolutely. But, you know, when you have shots like that, I mean, even in modern movies, that's just, that's something that I'll always remember. You know what Spectacle. I mean? It is honestly something I'll always look to and just be like, oh, I think of, you know, Jay Gatsby. I'm not thinking of Robert Redford anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm thinking of, hey, Leo turned around. He's holding out a nice little glass of champagne to me. Fireworks in the background. Music's playing. Hotties everywhere. Tobey Maguire's somehow there. Spider-Man made it. Oh, God, it's insane. My boy Nick Carraway. Wow. God, I love The Great Gatsby. You like the book, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was one of our big test books and stuff. F. For... Scott? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Okay. Absolutely. Um, But, I mean, dude, you're talking about... Like I said, I don't care if you're public, private school. Like that's like a that's required reading right there. I mean, is it not? Absolutely. I mean, that's something you have to destroy. It was, but I I gotta be honest. I I don't remember like loving it. I love all of the like. There's definitely a lure there. Sure. Like a you know, long lost love and you know gallant riches. Is yeah, always absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, the facade of gallant gallant riches. I don't know. Maybe I need to revisit it. But as a seventeen-year-old, yeah, I have a question for Chris. Uh, okay, can you come on uh, on? Mic? Yeah, you on the mic. Uh, oh. This is Chuck Hamp again. So what's uh, what's your thoughts on Cam Newton to the Patriots? Oh wow, are we gonna switch this into sports mode right now? It looks like we. Just Sorry, you don't have to. Just, just really. Oh, oh I can switch really it into sports mode. I mean, I can literally put me in a room and I'm playing, boys. Um, <laughs> it's insane just to think that. Somebody like Chase Daniel is getting paid more than Cam and Jameis combined this year is just insane. Now, you talk about the whole million-dollar contract incentive-laden for Cam Newton. But, you know, I'll play devil's advocate on, on my own um, Wait, admiration. what's Cam Newton's contract? A million dollars. It can go up to five with a bunch for of incentives. For one year? For one year. A former A former NFL MVP is playing on a $1 million deal. And we have a guy who just threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year, and he's playing on a $1 million deal. Yeah, and 30 interceptions. I will not, should not leave that out. Um, but Cam Newton going to the Patriots, I mean, Bill Belichick, uh, I, f- I think it was Mike Greenberg who said it. I mean, i got to quote him on that. He really is playing chess while everyone is playing checkers. <laughs> I mean, he's you, – you have zero capital invested in a $1 million deal. I mean, that is a guy who is like a bubble fringe player on your team, and he just so happens to be an NFL MVP. He just so happens to be a guy who's brought a team to the Super Bowl. And he's going to start, right? I, yeah, I mean, I have to Brian assume Hoyer. he starts. Yeah, Brian Jared Hoyer and, uh, Jared and Jared Stidham. Auburn. Yeah, and you have a guy who is looking up to Cam Newton all throughout college, I'm sure, because Cam wins a national championship at Auburn. Um God, that was an insane, insane year for him. He literally willed that team to victory. I remember that LSU game. That was a tough one. That's a tough. It's Cam a tough Newton's one. Cam Newton's throwing motion, his comfortability in the pocket. He's so big. He's so strong. And dude, his rifle just frozen rope. Oh, I just like watching. I'm I a just, Cam Newton fan. You got to put some talent around him. On, on I mean, Muhammad Sanu's okay. Julian Edelman's okay. Uh, Julian, uh, don't let me don't let me short that. Let me just back up right there. <laughs> yeah. Julian Edelman is good. It's good to great. Um, when it's in playoffs and championships, Julian Edelman shines on a stage that is all his own. But, you know, 
staying healthy has been an issue for him. Um, so you can, you know, expect Jules to miss a game or two or three with a crazy injury. Um, but he's a possession receiver extraordinaire. I mean, I'll never forget the catch. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Julian Edelman, that catch is will resonate with me forever. I was sitting next to Max watching that catch, and we were on the floor at Julie's living room, and Morgan is literally saying she will never, ever, ever be able to live this down if she loses to the Falcons. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there tapping her on the leg saying, there's got to be a comeback somewhere. you got to be a comeback somewhere. And you know, God, that catch, it's just it's, that, I mean, that was the greatest game. Yeah, I mean, that, the Santonio Holmes catch from Ben Roethlisberger. Oof. I mean, Oof. you're talking about absolutely two catches that – I mean, dude, there was a catch from Julio in that game on the sideline that just brought them down to score a touchdown. It, it, that was absolutely insane. But it's all always, always, always overshadowed by the fact that Julian Edelman, with his pinky fingers, caught a ball an inch and a half <laughs> off the ground with two defenders on top of him in the middle of the biggest game of his life. Um, Santonio Holmes, like I said, catches that ball, wins them the championship for the the Steelers. dude, all the way out of bounds. All the way out of bounds. Toe tap. Um, Mario Manningham had a catch um, for the Seahawks when they blew it against the Patriots. Uh, Obviously, David Tyree has amazing catches. But, you know, you also see these... Odell's three-finger combo. So, obviously not the most clutch, but the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen on a football field, I think. See, and we just talked about all these monster receivers. Even David Tyree was having, like, 1,000-yard seasons at one point. You know, Julian Edelman is a pro bowler multi-time. Mario Manningham, when he was absolutely doing stuff for for Eli, I mean, he was was scoring all the time. what what has Cam Newton never had? He's never had a number one receiver. So like he's basically had to do the same thing he's done at Carolina, like he did at Auburn, is carry the team, try and do it. Uh, Riverboat Ron was known for his defense more than he won for his offensive scheme set. So now you have somebody like Bill Belichick who has Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels is firing on all cylinders. He's always willing to adapt. Um, and Bill is ready to just play that hard nosed defense and you know make uh, Julian Edelman you know, ineligible, even though he's lined up as a wide receiver in the AFC championship game and finds a loophole in the NFL's rules. So he's, he's ready to exploit Cam Newton. He's ready to do stuff like that. It's going to be insane. When you have somebody like Sony Michelle, you have somebody like James White possession receivers at the backfield that honestly, honestly, Jonathan Stewart and all those guys weren't doing for him in Carolina. Cause they were either always getting hurt or always yeah, Carolina you know, sucked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had who you had Mike Tolbert. I mean, come on. So prediction on the season and if they're going to make the playoffs to make um, to the Super Bowl. They make the playoffs as the sixth or seventh seed this year. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, it's fourteen teams in the playoffs now. There's two wild cards. Um, yeah, huh. insane, huh? Cool. Unless unless it's a twenty twenty one season, I could be wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure it's I'm pretty sure it starts this year. Um, are we even going to have NFL? Yeah, we'll have the NFL. We're not going to have fans. I don't. Think. But let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Patriots at uh, ten and six. They're gonna sneak in as the seventh seed. Um, Buffalo Bills win that. Win that division this year. And don't be surprised if Miami's hanging around. You know, eight or nine games, ten games, blowing up people's seasons again like they were last year. Uh, that team has spent some money this offseason. It's ready to get good. <laughs> they, have, they have what three first round picks? Yeah. I mean, come on. You, when you're 
you can't miss always. I mean, you just can't miss. You just got to hit something sometimes, right? I hope so, for their sake. <sighs> Newton coming off an injury? Coming off two years of injuries. He had a uh, he had a shoulder injury in 2018. Healed a little bit. Had some hip injury going on at the end of 2018. Oof. Healed a little bit. And then got hurt in training camp again in 2019. Pretty sure. Um, and then he, I don't think he played at all. He didn't play at all. Yeah. He didn't play at all. Um, well. And it's it's tough for somebody like Cam, who is used to being the guy who's going to try and will the team to victory. I mean, you had Luke Kukli on the other side, who's just an absolute god and All retired time. so early. And I just, I'm so happy he's not playing against us two times a year anymore. Right. But then again, I'm, I miss it because he's just so incredible. But uh, Cam's the other guy on the, on that on that offense. You know, you hate him when he's in different colors but now when he's not playing you i'm i love his skill set i mean oh he's so Jesus. Fun. i mean you talk about an adonis you know what i mean a mobile you're quarterback si- you're too. Six, five, 250 and you don't look like big ben you know what i mean <laughs> like you have abs and you're absolutely humongous and Beautiful you have a smile, smile that just lights up the world and you hand out touchdown balls to little kids in the front row i mean <laughs> If, I, if he, he wasn't he started if, the dab, if, right? If, if, yes, he, OG dab, absolutely cultural phenomenon right there. <laughs> people were doing that everywhere. Old people, young people, white people, black people, brown people, yellow the people. The new dance anybody, on TikTok. Anybody. Have you seen? It's like a dab that like slowly walks forward. You guys see that yet? No. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You like you're like smiling, but you're dabbing as you're kind of like stepping towards the camera. It's, I think I was seeing that on some Bollywood dances or whatever. Like the like Indian. the Indian women who with the, the yeah like dance colorful like, yeah yeah outfits? yeah yeah people were dabbing people dab were dabbing huh? there's some yeah. gentleman dabs where you get really really deep and then just hit it <laughs> but uh, dude I'm just I'm excited for Cam I've 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 hated I've openly hated Cam but I've never hated his game. I hated his game because well it always said. was against us. If he wasn't going to play against us for Auburn, he was going to play against us for Florida. And I hate Florida more than I hate Auburn. I've grown up hating Florida. So, if he wasn't going to play, and that was going to be more than one year. You know what I mean? That would have been three years of Cam Newton instead of just that one shot at Auburn where he goes and just absolutely dominates everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm. it's an interesting dynamic at the house right now because – my wife is such a big Patriots fan and lives and dies by the sword. And she's just like super upset about Tom leaving. I mean, like super upset. So like she's in sort of like this fan limbo right now of like, do I still cheer for Tom Brady? Like, do I love the Patriots? Cause like this 20 year marriage has just ended Oof. at my feet. Yeah. What the, I, I didn't love that move. What do you think's behind that? Like, why do you leave Foxborough? I, I don't know if it's like the competitive drive of like, hey, I can go try and win with some other guys and like show you what I got. Um, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Nice. If the head wills it. Um, praise be to the head. Uh, but if you're going to go and sign a two-year – 50 million was it 50 or 60 billion dollar deal i mean i have wait wait wait, wait 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 what two years at least 50 million dollars that's almost 25 million dollars a year wow wow brady i do I, I do have a hot take kind of want to transition back to new orleans um, i'm in here because i heard i heard yep, two year 50 million 
Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He's the greatest quarterback to ever live. Um, $10 million roster bonus each season. So, like, even if you're not playing, you're just like, hey, here's a little sweet $10 milli. While Giselle's over there getting paid in gold because she is steaks. an absolute savvy businesswoman. Is it better than the Bobby Vanilla deal? No, there's 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 nothing better than that deal. It's it's what it's, deal are we talking about here? Oh man, happy July first yesterday, obviously, um, which is Bobby Bonilla Day. Um, Bobby who? He's a um, he's a Mets baseball player, um, who deferred his contract. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, deferred. Well, God, I think it was like five point six million dollars, and he gets paid. million dollars or 1.21 million dollars whatever it is um every single year until 2035 (laughs) it is just his agent absolutely and you know what they the best part about this is is no one talks about it except like you see like a random one-off comment on a espn facebook page is that the Mets were trying to save money because they were investing it all with Bernie Madoff at the time. Wow. So not only do they <laughs> wow. lose out on this contract, they... <laughs> Bernie gotcha. <laughs> it is... Was he the Enron guy? No, he's the Ponzi scheme guy. Oh, okay. Um, when... <laughs> Ouch. When the Wilpon family is just absolutely taking L's in the early 2000s, buddy. Like... God, when you're thinking about not getting paid for just a few years, and there was um, an article actually about famous deferred contracts, and it's way more than Bobby, but like we talk about it, just like how absolutely fleeced the Mets got. You know what I mean? You're paying that for 19 years, and it is just, oh, no, no, it's, it's 26 years over the course of the deal. Wow. So he's going to make like, you know, 30, 30 something million dollars off, off of. Affirmative five. And he hadn't. What was, what was last time he played? Like he. Oh, um, what was that? When was it? It says it right here. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. I mean, he's also getting another five hundred k a year from Atlanta. Oh, that is wonderful. I love that side hustle. Talking about talk about <laughs> playing the long game. Am I right? <laughs> I would love to be that guy. I mean, dude, I, I, there was people like all the top of my head. I know like Ryan Braun has a deferment in his contract. There's a couple other people who have deferments in their contract, and like. Albert Pujols um, can make up to a hundred million the ten years after he leaves the Angels. Oh my god! Um, I mean, you're t- Chris, it, what would you do if you were getting a clean mill every year? Um, I'd be doing a lot more traveling than I am right now. Hmm. I, I just love to see the world. You know, I guess I'm out of that like millennial. I wanderlust. Treasure, I, I tr- oh, well, I have wanderlust every time I go somewhere. I'm talking about okay, oh. Man, I could really live here. I could just, like stay here. Like you see this little cabin, it's gonna be me. Like no electricity, but like I have like a lot of books and I'm like a man. Write <laughs> <laughs> some poetry. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of Robert Frosties hanging out. Um and- Bob Frosties. <laughs> Absolute maniac that Bob. But I have it every time so like I treasure experiences over worldly items. Even though I do like nice things, I'm a fan of nice things. I like like extravagant, beautiful, you know, paintings and cars and all this. I, I'd like to own them, but it's not like I'd rather go see something first and experience something first. Like I said, Morgan and I are going to Washington, going to Washington, going to Olympic National Park, and then in October 
We're going out to, you know, Rocky Mountain National and all this crazy stuff out there. Uh So I'll be doing, you know, I like to go and spirit. I like to be in the mountains. I like to, like, be out amongst nature. Or I could do the big city living. You know, I can go run away for a year, you know, into Australia if I had to go do something. Or I'd go and visit Northern Africa. Or I'd go to Europe and just backpack across stuff like that. It's a big world out there. Oh, absolutely a big world. And, like... I'm not gonna lie. I'm like kind of nervous and like scared of things like those huntsman spiders out there and like crazy bugs and beetles and snakes. But like, <laughs> but like I totally want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. It, it it's beautiful out there. So like maybe also investments because like that's like a smart thing to do. Maybe even if it's like low interest bonds, like you're making money on it. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you have that much money, your money just makes so money. Why don't I, Why don't I take? The 0.19 off of that 1.19, live on 190k a year. Oh my god! You know, just go and just put the million dollars away. So that's all. Also building, you know, nice old six percent sitting in there, letting the banks loan out with your money, all willy nilly, and it just being a number on a piece of paper. So yeah, and you just that's probably what I do, man. You know. Europe. Now I'm a dad now, so like I'm just gonna have to, I guess ever you can come to, like I'll sit first class, you sit, you know, baby class. <laughs> yeah, you sit baby class in the back, <laughs> just away from your screens, while I down these little nice little Ooh, mini bottles of Crown mini bar. Oh, man, that's gonna be cool. So no, that's, you're uh, you're not flying first class. You're flying Privo. Uh, right? be, that, uh, no, I don't know. I've never flown private, so I don't know if that's cooler than business. I've thrown, I've thrown, I've flown business class once. Pretty comfortable. So like, but okay. So cool I private. flew into from Cincinnati to Portland, Maine, with only me, my dad, two pilots, and three of the um, uh, stewardesses. Ooh. So like is that the, private? Like that is that like private? Like, even though it was a Delta commercial flight, no one else was on the flight with us. What? I know it was crazy, and we had to get, and we we're going to Maine. Shout out Maine! Shout out Acadia National Park! Wait, you were why, my runner-up. Why were there so few? Oh, absolutely insane! Lynn was working out there for four years in in Bar Harbor, so just it was insane. Why were there so few passengers on a commercial <laughs> flight? Because technically, no, that's not private. Because you had to go through security, yeah, had to, like insane. do all the stuff. But dude, you just think of like Vinny Chase like pulling up to the runway, and just telling E, "Hey, you getting on here? We going back to Brooklyn? I'll get you a car when you come back." You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Stewardesses that give you massages oh, and stuff. You're on first name basis with the uh, pilot. Like you sit hey, on a Paul, couch. How are you? How are the kids? How's Maureen doing? Yeah, and, and you just... just get to make out with people on the flight for some reason. Tight. Wait, okay, but why? Why you flew to Maine? Yeah, there might have been a passenger on there, but like the only way I remember it is it's me, my dad, my little brother, and it's like a forty-person plane, and like no one else is on it except us. Uh, question. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Did y'all sit in the same row? No, no, no. <laughs> so we were sitting in the same row initially, but when, <laughs> but, but when I realized that it was going to be Ghost Town City, I went and sat up at the front. My little brother went and sat in the back, which eventually migrated into him going sit back up in the front with ron okay um but dude it was so freaking cool like a little it was like a little puddle jumper from well it's not even a puddle jumper puddle jumper that sounds yeah that's a flight yeah politically incorrect for some reason is it it jumps flies over water um i'm just thinking jesus what did i do did Uh, parlays burn itself down to get the insurance payout I wouldn't. There's the roach. It's next to Chuck. 
How did, wow, it circumnavigated the... Oh, snap! Sucks it sucks, nerd. Damn, Chuck did not even flinch. Pulls back, cranks Dude, that Chuck, that I, was amazing. Right, right, right when he said it, I am like absolutely oh stone frozen. Just like, wow. This is, this is, this is my come to Jesus moment. Where it's like, okay, you're looking at me straight in the eye. You're... I'm trying to podcast right now, and you are just an absolute creature. Good news and bad news. That probably was not the roach that we saw over there. Yeah, it was. Absolutely was. No chance, dude. That one migrated north. It, it wouldn't have circumnavigated the entire studio and then come up like behind dude, the Dude, that couch. was probably like 30 Plus, minutes this ago. One's it totally smaller. could be. This no, thing. this one's smaller than the other one. Was nah, huge. nah. Finish the flight story. Why was it just y'all? Oh, so I have no idea. But we flew into <laughs> <laughs> we flew into Portland, Maine, and it was just the pilots, us. Um, there and there was like maybe like an air marshal. It was like a, one single guy. So like, when I'm telling you, it was private. It's the most private I've ever been on a plane. You know what I mean? Yeah, but f- having private privacy on a plane is not the same as flying private absolutely not so like <laughs> so like what what you want you want the vinnie chase the vip experience Kanye West flying plane. yeah you you're want going Yeezy. to sundance to you're going to can con like oh, yeah. you're a movie star or a professional athlete and you get to make out with one of the stewardesses oh, God. fun fact stewardesses longest word you can type with one hand if we're, we're using home row, you know, we're, we're on the keyboard. Stewardesses. All yeah, left hand. I see it right now. Pretty crazy. Um, did Parlays burn itself down in order to get an insurance payout? Man, I don't know the... Um, or maybe like a tighter... The business holdings of the Parlays owners. Um, but we're getting, I, I we're mean, getting no's from our studio audience. You got any hot... You got any... Inside Intel over here? Yeah, so I do know the person who has the insurance for all three of those buildings. And no, they did not do it for insurance purposes. They actually just finished remodeling some of the inside of Parlays. Oh, that's Ooh. upsetting. Yeah, so it was not just for the money scheme, as that seems to be a very hot rumor and hot take. Oh, is it a hot take oh, right now? Very much oh, so. dude, See, I, I was I was not a huge Parlays fan growing up. I was, I'm telling you, I was always a Tux and Frat House guy like growing up. Hmm. The Hanger, shout out to Hanger as well. Well, you don't go to Parlays as an yeah. underage kid, do you? Oh, is it? Parlays is like an older... Parlays was very much so like a... Post-grad. 19, no, it was like a 19, 20, 21. No, dude, it was like... started in 2000 and something, huh? Tux was like a 16... I did another... Yeah, but I was still going there when I was... Like joke. my freshman year of college. Because I was... I, you know, y'all, are, y'all, y'all moved on to Fred's and the house and JB's. Dude, we were JL's place. We were Shady's. Okay, so I, Reggie's, I'm sitting here at Friar Tux. And we're, you know, I'm just... Little, like I said... Oh, hey, Patricia, sweet Mai Tai. You've been drinking a few of those? Yeah, Chris, do you want to buy me one? Absolutely, after I finish this white Russian. Oh, hey, Candace, nice curly blonde hair. Want to go back to my mom's house and rent a movie? She said we could do PG-13. What, what's the difference between PG-13 and R? What's the cutoff? Um, I think you can use the F word in a PG-13 movie one time. Yep. And once you get to some sexual situations, drug use, stuff like that. Okay, but run me through. Like, we're shooting a sex scene. What, give me the PG. Oh, you guys, we're leaving. All right, our studio audience. Uh, oh, is wait, leaving you're leaving? Because yeah, we don't have any air hey, conditioning well, thanks, in here. Man. You want to say, really say bye to everybody? Bye, everybody. 
I love Chris. I oh, love yeah. Max. Any, any final awesome. plugs? Any? I listen. Uh, I listened to the last episode with you guys, awesome. and it was great. Oh, no way. Okay, yeah. good. Oh man, um, I like this. I like the pairing a lot. You guys yeah, go cool, in man. in the big house to play video games and <laughs> drink beer. Going home oh, yeah. to sleep. I'm on the same episode. Mm-hmm. I told you, I've been watching a lot of Anthony Bourdain. What? I'm watching a lot of. I'm watching a lot of. Fuck, that's delicious. Fourth July. Uh, I did this so we could talk about it. We were thinking maybe. All right, we're on the air right now, so we're just listening to like people make plans. Um, but let's chat. Let's definitely chat. Chit chat. Love chit chat. Uh, love you guys. Thanks Be for dropping by. Okay. Way to absolutely destroy me. I did get them sprayed, but I guess not enough. I don't know. Anyway. God. What was I doing? I was talking to Candace. Oh. I forget what I was. Hey, Mar- oh, no. Okay. So, hey, Marjorie. Right. Do you want to just go back? Hey, <laughs> 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 Don't you stop. Keep going. You can't laugh. You want to go back to my place? <laughs> we have to open the door very, very slowly so my mom doesn't hear us. And maybe we can go to second base. <laughs> I'll put on a little maybe weeds. That's what I'm watching in probably 2008, 2009. Wow. Oh, maybe a little fairly maybe, odd parents. Oh, God. Maybe I can turn on an episode of this new drama called The Wire. It is pretty amazing. Yawn. We don't have to pay attention to it so I can see your boobs. <laughs> hey, uh, Henrietta. You want to go back to my parents' basement and show me what a clitoris is? <laughs> Maybe teach me how to finger bang. Oh, my God. She's probably like, yes, Max, absolutely. But, like, yeah, that's, like, my my time. And, like, so I didn't know if, like, parlays was, like, the spot for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had my own little demographic of friends where they were out doing stupid shit. Meth. <laughs> no, no, no meth heads. <laughs> um, but they were out doing stupid shit. You know, that part of Uptown, they weren't going into the LV. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't do- discover parlays to like, honestly, post-college. Yeah, so you, like, when you go back, you go to the boot, you go to well, I mean, shut down when I went to TJ's a bunch when I was younger too. Mm-hmm. You know, 18, 19, 20 years old. TJ's was nice. I always had a couple of friends who were like a year older than me. They'd like slip on my band. They'd have to they're they're like skinny and small, so they'd have to like, you know, obviously leave a little extra room for daddy's meat hooks, but Wow. Meat hooks. Okay, so we never answered this question. Did you did you do a fake ID when you were trying to get into the 18-year-old? No, I never did a fake ID. I always already had a full-grown beard by the time I was 17 and 18, and I was already rocking it. Um, but when you're 17, you still need an 18-year-old ID. Yeah, but I when you have friends who are working the door, and they uh, just look at you, and they're like, oh, what's up, Chris? What's happening, baby? That's you know, definitely a you know, way to do it. Pass them a little G. You know, let them know. Oh. Hey, man, smoke the dube on the guy. Stoke the economy a little Absolutely bit. a little. You, know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. One of my favorite goofs. You you walk up to a bouncer who are just traditionally oh, man. the biggest jerks you, you ever. Told right? me, you told me. I already told you it this. Is, All right, internet, what... I'll tell you this. You walk up to a bouncer. They're having whatever kind of life, whatever kind of day. Checking this ID. Oh, here's the birthday. You can come in. Oh, here's a birthday. I'm afraid you can't come in. Blah, 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 blah. Same old, same old. You walk up to the bouncer. You slip them. A holographic Mewtwo Pokemon card. Oh my God. You will get a laugh 150% of the time. Which means every other time, 
another one of the bouncers will walk over and laugh if we're being mathematical. Sure. And that has happened before. But you you whip out a Pokemon card, or I mean, think of, think of anything else, just like some sort of card that's not your ID, because they're totally expecting an ID. And the key to comedy is misdirection and surprise. Yeah, like so, a nice like little Roto Rooter, like plumbing card. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like, hey man, gonna like need a, to check your pipes. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, or like a ooh, just a monster reborn Yu Gi Oh King punch card right? with four punches on it. <laughs> just hey man, six more of those and you got a free one. It'd be, it'd be it'd be super cool and like that's a power move that like because like when I even when I was like seventeen. If it, they weren't my friends, like, bouncers were intimidating. You know what I mean? They're like, most of the time, yeah. they're, like, big, burly, like... Jerks, Looking too. around. Only, like, talking to, like, the really, like, slooty kind of chicks who were hanging out there. Who, like, want attention and probably can't get in any other way. I'm not saying that, you know, you know, being a little promiscuous is bad. I'll yeah, let's not demonize love, promiscuity. Love, love that. Let's, Absolutely. Let, let's not uh, cast I'm just, any aspersions towards... I'm just saying towards... some of the girls with lesser inhibitions... We're just like, I don't know. When you're a 17 year old girl and you're like flirting hard with like a 26, 27 year old big bearded man, I mean, you got you got something going on. You know what I mean? Got a little. I suppose it's <sighs> unfortunately like, of course, we all know about the double standard of like, if men are like cruising through puss nonstop, then that's a good thing. But if chicks are just blowing dudes left and right. <laughs> then that's a bad thing. And, like, I want to just say, come on, that's not cool, but you can almost maybe take an extra step and and assume there might be some sort of psychological unhappiness and imbalance in a, a girl who's, like, super promiscuous versus a guy. Sure, Is sure. that, that kind of out there to say? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I wasn't saying Because that's not the way it, it should be, but if we take the stat line of how things are, then that might be the case. Absolutely. And listen, I'm not saying it. Like I said, do what you want to do, baby. Yeah, do God what you want to do. Especially to, with me. Uh, yeah, call me up. Max yeah, at ab- snugglydragon.com. If you're feeling promiscuous, you're feeling lonely, COVID's kind of got you down, you have a libido that just won't quit, call me up. Okay, yeah, nope. because Single. I am literally the same exact person as you are, just with a penis. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Let's these... connect. Let's talk about philosophy. Oh, man. Hey. Let's do it. The things that make us feel good. Sorry, wow. that was a shout out to Dewey Cox. Oh, wow. Um, Walk Hard was a hilarious movie. It was. Um, but yeah, let me just get back into, oh, uh, yeah, you know, Friar yeah. Talks real quick. Is the, the fact that, you know. I went to parlays like a couple of times, but like I said, just the people that I was hanging out with at the time, I felt like it was like super pretentious, like a lot of people with a lot more money than me in their pockets, hmm. um, just different sort of backgrounds, and you know, there was a lot of like Newman kids that I knew over there who were like, even though they were from well-to-do families and like had career paths and trajectories that were way different than <laughs> five mine. five-year plans. <laughs> they were doing a lot more drugs than I was at the time. You wow. Know what I mean? And I was doing... I was, Nose drugs? Oh, I was I was getting... I was getting freaking... Dipping my toes in a lot of pools. Hey, you gotta um, expand your consciousness, buddy. Yeah, but like those those Newman kids, like 18, 19, they're like... They're, they're like full-on... like. A step away from addiction. Oh wow! And like them and the Franklin kids, it was like really the really smart kids who were like just absolutely either was like a you know 
mass depression sort of thing or you know you just had a buddy who wound up getting a bag of some some nose candy and then you just kept getting bags because you're you know able to get a, a bunch of money somehow from right, your because the normal person cannot afford to be addicted to white girl oh absolutely not no, but no. if you got all that kind of cake flying around your family. Yeah, or if it's already at your house as it is, because mom's <laughs> mom's got a little issue. Dad might have a little prescription yeah, problem. Yikes! Um, and like I said, that was just with the kids that I knew from upscale, like Country Day, Newman, uh, Franklin, like all of the kids who, like I said, different career trajectories in me, different familial tra- trajectories in me. Um, I mean, just. You're living in different tax brackets than daddy is. <laughs> but honestly, we're, you know, we're slumming in the same places sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, That's the fun of life, baby. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, going to Parley's wasn't my favorite. You know, going to TJ's wasn't my favorite. Especially when all the two-wing kids called it Quills. And I'm like, yeah, don't ever talk to me again, please. <laughs> um, two-wing kids are the worst. Oh, but dude, if you're a local NOLA guy. Yeah, and, you're the worst. And you have to run into them. And they like own the city because they go here for college and stuff. Oof, 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 oof. Mom and dad own a rubber factory and, in and, Northeast <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> a rubber factory? I, what? Sorry, it was, I, I no, watched a movie today. Hungry. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. Oh, mom and dad own Splenda. Like, <laughs> have you ever wanted a zero calorie sweetener? You're welcome. Hey, Ingrid. Want to come back to my daddy's supply chain factory and talk about boners? <laughs> he has a mahogany desk. You could sit on it. Um, but dude, it's just you know you get these experiences. You you when you're that age, you're intertwining with so many people, and it's like you, the Venn diagram of your life is just mm. absolutely enormous. You know what I, feel I mean? Like you're less conscious about it at that point, and it's kind of cool. Of course, because regard. you have you know, I'm not saying you don't have like goals and like all this crazy stuff, but like you're just like literally, <laughs> for lack of a better term, just literally carpe diem everything. You know. <laughs> It's literally just like, what kind of stuff can I get into today? Like, where's life going to take just me? season the fucking day. <laughs> I mean, you absolutely are. Um, so, like, my Venn diagram was just so big at the time. And, like, I guess, like, that was, like, my smallish portion of mine. Uh-huh. Of, like, hey, like, I'm not going to go hang out at Parley's. But, like, I know a lot of people who were really upset when it went to Smithereens. Yeah, yeah. I just hope they get a wider entrance yeah it was portal. very small so narrow it's like freaking scylla and charybdis over here it, it, was, it was like how do you even how do i even transnavigate this agnc or wherever those um Absolutely. mythological monsters lived um but that was insane yeah shout out to that reference i was wedged oh. back in there oh, for okay, some reason greek heroes um scylla a a a, a like a jagged monstrous craggy like quagmire quagmire that okay you're you're trying to sail this certain path and you're odysseus and you're trying to go home you have to shout out home what a great place to be shout out homer (laughs) wow all of you all of you classical scholars who are now gasping for air you're welcome okay you gotta either okay back to the year 5000 BC or whatever. 
you got to sail home. So you have to either go west to Scylla, which is just foggy, terrifying, treacherous cliff rocks, or you go east to Charybdis, which is a swirling maelstrom of terror at the bottom of which are just giant fangs and a mouth that eats you and your ship and all of your men. And you got to like pick one. Which one are you picking? Oh, I'm going Charybdis each time. Explain. Well, how often is it that in the beginning of the book, our hero dies? (laughs) 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 So if I excellent insurance policy, just be the hero. Sorry, this is absolutely terrifying, but my plot armor. My plot. (laughs) My plot armor is too thick. Um. <laughs> sorry, minor character. <laughs> Just gets oh, chunked. sorry, Geraldus. <laughs> but um, you know, oh, well. honestly, the Greeks had such amazing monsters and scariness oh, coming out. God. Just the fact that the uh, you know seriously, the Pirates of the Caribbean series had something like that. Of a big, the crazy, the, the kraken, psychotic, yeah. bloodthirsty kraken that Calypso always called up from the deep, and I guess that has to be like their version of the monster in Caribbean lore. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if Charybdis, Caribbean has has any, probably not, but um, yeah, I mean that's like an amalgamation of. Of several, because it's like a giant squid. Uh, imagine being thing. a cartographer in that time, and you literally drawing like one landmass that you know, and then just the rest tr- just mythological beasts, and then just <laughs> trillions of monsters that are so terrifying that like no one wants to go in the open water, and they don't know that like a shark is living out there that's probably twenty feet long and even scarier. Uh. But I mean, you have like. Um, this is the Chimera's realm. Yeah, absolutely. You have the Chimera, and you have, you know, um, the giant squid that is 100% real. The yeah. colossal squid is just, oh, dude, those things are insane. But, like, that's, like, one of the ones you draw, you know, off the coast. And it's just like, hey, you're going to go see him if, if you go this way. Yeah. God, I mean, sailors are just a, a set of freaking stones on them, huh? Imagine living 2,000 years ago. Like, ships are a thing, so you know you can sail, but there's just, there's no GPS, there's no internet, there's no, you, you're just sailing into pure chaos, and like, maybe we'll live. Yeah, maybe we'll get a hurricane, or maybe we'll get this crazy storm, or, oh god. Would you, so, I would so much rather live in this time period right now, like, beyond a shadow of a D. Oh, dude. We got it so cushy. I mean, what? What's our what's the uh what's the average lifespan over there? 35? 40? Oh yeah. 78 today. I mean you're talking about wow. you're talking about 35 or 40, maybe 42, you know? Imagine. Plus you like you can hook up with 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, nobody's asking questions. Just saying if you're into that, you know that that's like a <laughs> that's like an okay thing then, I guess. Yeah. Jesus' mom, 14 years old. Yeah, I know. That's a joke, everybody. Pedophilia is not my style. (laughs) It's not my style, guys. Um, But 
when you're living in those times. Just the circumstances of your everyday life are oh, just... the oh, plague or like... Hey, here's this disease that this conquering force just brought us. Or, <laughs> hey, one of the gods is pissed, so our crops are gone. <laughs> right? And it's just like, nah, man, you you haven't watered them in two weeks, sir. No, dude, science. <laughs> Sorry, man, you know, there was a storm and... <laughs> You know, Poseidon's really ticked off right now. Or, wow. Thanks, I mean, Hades, for the springtime. How else would you, like, explain? I mean, that's what that's what God is thanks, for us today. Thanks, We appreciate you. Is, is everything we can't explain is God. Yeah, kind of, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when you have... So we still do that. Yeah, but you have... Yeah. You have dozens of gods or hundreds of gods in some in sometimes. Yeah, especially. But, oh no! Now we're thinking of like if we live in two thousand, if we live two thousand years ago, where are you thinking you live? Greece, somewhere like that. Uh, yes, let's go with okay. Athens. So like, yeah, I'm not thinking of like, I guess like Hinduism, where you have. I'm not thinking about. I live in India. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there would be hundreds of gods in Hinduism, and I, you know, I'd probably be having to go to war right now because. Or just in Greece, you're literally battling somebody, I feel like, every other day. Yeah. You know, got those goddamn Spartans. Oh, no, now it's the damn Cretans. And it's just like, oh, damn it. Dude, life is so brutal. Like, we are just animals that learned how to read and write, right? right. I mean, we, and we're just genocidal maniacs who, for thousands of years, have just pillaged and murdered and just, just powered and, like, Oh my god! Only very recently has everyone kind of chilled the H out. Yeah, but we and, have a bloody horrifying. You think about how many of your forebearers were born because of rape. Humans are humans are literally just destructive in in their nature. And we're I hate, animals, right? Yeah, and I hate to say that, but like, like damn. Yeah, there's some messy stuff in the not so recent past and like to look from this vantage point and place judgment upon that is kind of unfair yeah because that's just you gotta think people were just doing the best they could with what they had and stuff Uh, i mean you're also just talking about like a huge class system and you know two thousand years ago where like your lineage decided that you were rich, and then if you were poor, you were always destined to be poor. And Isn't that always going to be the case, though? Won't there always be strata of civilization? Yeah, sure. Upper, middle, lower class? Sure, sure, sure. I don't know if you can get around that based on history, right? Right. I mean, that's just, I guess it's the human way of thinking now, right? But like, there, is you, it, you can is jump classes. order to it? You can jump classes a lot more often than you were able to jump classes 2,000 years ago. That's true, and that's a good point. You know? Um, there's more opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, there is. But um, still, it's. I mean, kind there's of not like, like Davos Seaworth out there that's like making it from you know a guy getting his you know fingers chopped off and being a slave, you know, to going and be the hand of the king and stuff like that. You don't have. I'm sure there's examples of that. Well, like you said, there's more of that. But now. there's more of that now. Absolutely, there's more of that now. Um. I just think of like when I'm in, I when I think two thousand years ago, I'm not thinking on the plains of the Americas, you know, hmm. fighting monstrous buffalo, which there were millions of apparently. 
I mean, crazy. living as a Native American probably would have been sick. Like Absol- a pretty, absolutely, not like druid, but like, but like the land is our god and oh, kind of god. super Insane. grounded, like and symbiotic. Like being, oh, love of all the creatures, even the ones you kill, like you thank it for its yeah. mana, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's that shit's cool, dude. It's beautiful. That man. shit's absolutely incredible. Super, super touching. You know what I mean? It's just like. Some Pocahontas ass motherfuckers. Oh, dude, some strength, like strength and courage is like literally just like ingrained in you always. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, dude. Back when there just weren't so many God blessed people. That's the problem today, right? Yeah. There's just way too many freaking people and you can't please everybody. You can't even please half of, of all 300 and what, 30 million people in the U.S. Yeah. Why are we even trying to like... Obviously, we're never ever going to get to a place where that's like a governable thing. Isn't it kind of just an illusion? Kind of just a a bullshit thing we tell ourselves? It's like, yeah. oh, we're all one thing? Like, what? Like, I think about like wanting like humans to like spread out some, give each other some space. I mean, obviously, there's some pretty inhospitable land. You yeah. Know? Like, it's like, hey, Nebraskans, you know, go further out into that <laughs> cornfield, man. But, you know, you could put the entirety of the world or the entirety of the United States in Texas and give everybody a 2,500 square foot house and like literally have like half of the state left over. Wait, what? Yeah. You could fit everybody in like a thing the size of like half the size of Texas. If you gave everybody a 2,500 square foot house. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Would you have that much land and you have like that many people? But like, dude, you know, but humans are all about expansion, right? Like we want to just the we curse feel like we have the of the right, human spirit. Oh God, and it's we're never content. No, and that's why, like, I really appreciate like the uh, like Antarctica and like parts of the rainforest that have never been discovered, and like the ocean. Mm. Like the Earth doesn't necessarily want to give up its secrets all the time, right? You know Ooh. what I mean? You know what I mean? Like some sometimes the undiscoverable is like really what like turns me on about the world. Mm. Like, you talk about you've only mapped out, you know, 15% of the ocean floor and only, like, you know, only been in about 10% of it. Um, You know, that exploration is, like, natural for humans because the want to understand is such a driving force in our consciousses. Mm-hmm. Conchi? Conchi? Conscious, 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 consciousness. Wait, consciousness Conscious is? Consciousness is. Whoa. Is, yeah, I think that's right. But, you know, that motivation to, like, seek out the unknowable mm-hmm. is, like, a part of human nature, obviously. But, like, I really appreciate the fact that, like, we have these cool, impressive mega cities. But then again, when you realize when you get to, like, the slums of it, it's, like, hundreds and thousands of people, like, living on top of each other in, like, small-ass little apartments. But, like, then I see something in, like, you know, Dubai, like those freaking towers or you go and look at all the super mega skyscrapers in China that are like super human feats of engineering. Tokyo's lit. Yeah. Like, and incredible. I know it's not China. I'm just saying, that's what it reminds me of. Um, yeah. Like, like that's impressive, yeah. but like people could spread out some, but then again, if like people spread out some, like, do we have the ability to like farm and crop? And like, I guess I hate logging, but like logging is eventually going to be, is still necessary. Um, like damn man like like nature is so freaking cool like i said like i hate to sound like sappy about it but like earth 
doesn't need to always give up its secrets about like what's out there like we found out that there's like a, a colossal squid so like <laughs> you know like seeing people like aristotle and stuff and all these guys you know growing up in times where that is your monster because i guess the only thing that looks big enough to eat to that is this ship that's sailing on the mm-hmm. high sea and it's you know curious and gonna see you and then boom you have literally a terror of the deep you know what i mean or like you have the sharks and you know imagine like growing up in like dinosaur eras when they give like megadon megalodons and the mega is like insane or you have alligators that are just or crocodiles that are 35 40 feet long or you have the titanoboa which is 70 feet long and the size of a doorway Dude, and like this is all scared. Earth. Talk about scaring the shit about me. Scared the shit about me, bro. Dude, I wonder what. So we're we're talking about point zero zero to the one millionth one percent of the universe. You want to talk about unknown things to be explored, bizarre creatures going on? Man, the fact that the other day I read on I think it was one of the BBC websites, not that BBC. Max, get it out of your brain. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I read on a website that, like, humans are, like, coming closer to the fact that there might be, like, 35 different life-supporting planets and civilizations in, in just our – in just the Milky Way. And that communication is, like, probably possible between a couple of them. Whoa. I mean, dude. Yeah, but what are the – what are the chances that they've developed – in a, on a parallel I don't know. paradigm to us so that we could even think about communication. Those measurables are unmeasurable right now. We don't know. There's no way that humans... It could be, it could be 0% or it could be 100%. Like, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? There's an and, interesting quote. It's like, either there's life that exists outside of the you know humans on Earth, or there's not. And both possibilities are almost more bizarre than the other one, right? It's like either answer is just crazy talk, you know? Right. But I I just don't buy that humanlifeonearth.com is the only place that has sentience. No chance you heard, do, Lance. Do you know do you know SETI, the SETI Institute or whatever it's called, SETI Institute, Mm-mm. the search for extraterrestrial intelligence? Ooh, nice. The people out in, out in the desert who have those huge monster radars, super satellite guys. Oh, super satellites that are like super duper cool. Like, I'm sure like as soon as I say this they can pick it up because like it's so freaking well, anyways, they look for like the bleeps and bloops out there in the in the radio waves, um, thinking that you know something's coming from outer space. So like that's what they do. It's like a twenty four seven, three sixty five monitoring. Like, monitoring. Yeah, like stuff like that is super cool, right? But man. I feel like it's not like somebody's gonna be like, hey, there's no way that monkeys developed from bacteria on a like Earth looking planet next to a sun looking star and they developed technology and communication and and are shooting like it's not gonna be like No, that. it's not gonna it's be thirty six of the same instances. No way. I, I, I just I think it's gonna be so alien and bizarre and different from anything we could imagine that they're they're gonna like communicate with us through like blood or like, Bloodletting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking 
like telepathy-ish or like emotions or or tapping into Have you seen Arrival? Part of the No, no. Oh man, they start to yeah, so um Arrival's really good and it talks about stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that was Denise. There's something going on that we're a part of, this driving force of vivacity of life, of expansion, of conquering the unknown, of intuition, of consciousness of spirituality whatever that we are a component of that we can kind of latch excuse me latch on to the the bigger picture of what's going on and then this other life is going to somehow be connected to that and they're going to juice to us through that they're not going to arrive in a ufo so you think it could be more like starship troopers than it would be um like mars attacks I, well, what are the Starship Troopers aliens well, like? Well, you've never seen Starship Troopers? I don't think I have. And if I have, it's been forever. What? Casper Von Dien, Denise Richards. Denise Richards, two different colored eyes. An absolute dime game. piece, oh, dude. God. Bond girl? Oh, God. Excuse Wait, was she Electric me? King? No, Electric she was King. not. She was Electric King's rival. Pierce Brosnan. You sure? Just thrashes, but I, I swear by everything that I hold dear that Electric King was another baby, more of like a. Viv, uh, not oh like yeah, yeah. More I know of you're a talking about Catherine Zeta-Jones kind of bangs haircut. Yeah, yeah. from she's uh, Ocean's the, uh, Twelve. Yeah, she's the one who's in love with uh, the guy who can't feel pain. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. yeah. You're right. But she makes out with Pierce B. She makes. She, she, she does Pierce B. Oh yeah, I like to use make out that's, as kind of a euphemism. We talked about it last for... time. Lake Como in Italy, Oof. like the hot place. That's where her um, mm-hmm. like palace was on that island where Valentine died. Electric dies. King. Oh god, that great was, name. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Denise Richards, the scientist. Oh yeah. So, anyways, Starship Troopers is about human race being at war with a bug-like enemy. Um, but it's a comedy, right? Like it's a goofy, funny. Silly... It's a, it's an it's an action. Oh. It's, it's a cheesy action. I'm thinking of Super Troopers. Oh, Super Troopers is absolutely incredible. We can get to that whenever you That's want to. That's a different topic for a different day. Starship. Troopers. Um, Starship Troopers also has a very young Neil Patrick Harris in it. Wow. NPH love NPH. You can't um, not. And now it's like a cult classic. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's super cult classic. It is insanely good. It's good. I should put it on my. Oh, absolutely! Super Soon Troopers, to watch Super list? Troopers. See, Starship Dude, Troopers. I've seen, I've seen twenty times now. Oh wow, Dude, it's I feel like we should have a movie club, you and I. Okay, and well, a podcast. Oh, okay. Well, come on in. Oh, you just my background was Leo DiCaprio doing the was toast. It? Oh, oh you just missed it. Appreciate it, MacBook. Um, <sighs> French. Toast. But yeah, man. I don't know if it's going to be like that or it's going to be like Mars Attacks. Oh, you come okay. well, down, you, didn't you, finish. you didn't finish. What's the deal with... So they're bugs. Star they're like bugs. huge, death-dealing arachnid bugs. Oh, boy. Um, that oh, are just literally out there me. to destroy the human race. Um, they are like have like nuclear capabilities. They blew up Rio de Janeiro. Not cool. Damn, damn it, Rio. Um, the, with G, Big Jesus? Yeah, Christ the Redeemer. Jesus? That's a great statue. Um, That's a badass statue. Oh, absolutely. But they murked that. Sorry, I feel like there's a funny joke to be made. It's like, Christ the Redeemer. Couldn't redeem that. <laughs> Christ the Redeemer and the Statue of Liberty like walk into a bar. Or like just like gigantic human <laughs> statue like foreplay. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Um, 
but you know you have Mars Attacks where they come. Hold on, up. aliens. Okay, so bug aliens really mean. Oh, bug alien. Oh, you want the whole synopsis? Well, so, so just tell me about the aliens. They're yeah, they're not smart. They're there's tangible. a super. Oh. They're a hive mind like brain so there's bug. Just a lot of them. Yeah, so there's like a huge like fat slug bug that is like literally controlling and pulling all the strings, and Whoa. these are just like, you know, it's like a colony. You know what I mean? You know, that wouldn't be too bizarre beyond imagining no. because i mean dude if you want to see aliens look on earth dude what about a freaking lionfish what about like ants who have a hive mind and can just have one queen directs Absolutely. all traffic and they build like what about like a jumbo jellyfish crazy. you know what i mean what indeed i mean all you gotta do is go down deep in the ocean and you it's literally alien life seriously bro i mean you have a dumbo jellyfish i mean just look how cute those little guys are. Dumbo jellyfish. All right, I'm looking. Or you have, um, you know, a species of sharks that like lives on the ocean floor. That's like literally confirmed to be over 400 million years look old. Look at these little Dumbo jellyfish. Look how, look how cute they are. You know. Is that Opal from Finding Nemo? Yeah. Oh my gosh! What a little angel. I know, and you know, you have cute little things like that. But you also have these nasty, weird, like, how the hell did you get put together? You know what I mean? I know. Like, how in the hell are you able to be that godforsaken ugly? It's like, it's like you're in my head in my morning routine when I look into the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. It's like something that I write down as a three-year-old and, like, try and put up on the refrigerator. Mommy and daddy put it on the side of the refrigerator because they don't want to look at that nonsense. (laughs) My parents put me on the side of the fridge. I'm so ugly. (laughs) <laughs> um but you know they're sort of like brainless like killing 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 and uh, then you get to mars attacks which let me tell you has an absolutely hot babe wonderful cast of characters okay oh dude all i remember is you play opera music and their brains uh, explode oh uh, country music it freaks me Williams. out. Those, those like exposed brains freak ah, ah, me out. Yeah, insane. But you have you have Pierce B in that. Is he Pierce B? Jack Nicholas? Wow. Ni- Nicholas, not Nicholas. Nicholson. Excuse me. Sorry, Jack, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. The golfer. He's, yeah, he's like, hey man, what the hell? In the background, <laughs> drinking Arnie. I'll ponies. never be on Alien Lander right there. I'll never be able to save Par. <laughs> 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 um, but you have, I mean. Even, um, what's his name? I don't want to call him Tom Green. Uh, Tom Jones is in it. Oh. Uh, it's not unusual to be loved. Danny DeVito's in it. Uh, Jack Black's in it. Wow. I mean, it's a huge cast. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, dude. And, Holy bless. Um, so, like, but anyways, these aliens are smart. They're, like, trying to, like, outmaneuver the human race to like get control of it and tim burton directed it so like it's really good tim burton did mars attacks yeah he is so talented yeah oh, he's he's absolutely incredible you love um, tim burton oh i'm huge hard on it right now talking about tim burton glenn close is in it um martin shorts in it michael j fox is in it wow um it is jim Mickey brown's j. in it fox wow i mean dude it's, it's it really is good um that's some star power right wait there. who's the back to the future guy Michael J. Fox. Okay, that, all right, that's what we're talking MJ, about. MJF. That, no one's ever called him that before, I don't think. Pam Greer's in it. I mean, re- oh, a very, very young, very adorable Ray J is one of the sons. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, and Christina Applegate's in it. So, like, <gasps> Whoa. when you have 
Natalie Portman's in it. Natalie Portman is not. I am reading all the people who are. Pam Greer's in it. I mean, dude. Natalie Portman is not in fucking Mars Attacks. Natalie Portman is Taffy Dale in Mars Attacks. Wow. Oh, while we're here, by the way. Glenn Close is in it too, a.k.a. Corella DeVille. Sorry. Oh, man. I was just thinking about her the other day. Is, has there ever been a more perfect casting than that Cruella DeVille? I, I don't know. We got a couple, We got some grief from the listeners because there was a, some confusion about Cheryl Blossom and Molly Ringwald last Yeah, week. That's, what, that's what I was telling you <laughs> post-show. Um, Cheryl Blossom is, is, the, not, is not Molly, Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. But that's what I thought. And I so thought I, I corrected up. you on air, too, and just like, hey... Molly Ringwald is Archie's mom. Cheryl Blossom is Archie's friend. We got some listeners <clears throat> message me and they're like, love the new the new co-host. You guys crushed it. This dude really knows his shit. But Cheryl Blossom is not Molly yeah, Ringwald. You absolutely, and so maybe they were just t- telling me to make yeah, sure it because it didn't seem like I knew. Yeah, because you didn't know. And I'm sitting I there, I'm like, know. I love Cheryl Blossom, blah, blah, blah. And then we got to Molly Ringwald. I'm like, hey, you know Molly Ringwald's Archie's mom? And you're like, Cheryl Blossom Molly, is Molly And then Ringwald. I looked at a picture of Cheryl Blossom and I thought it was Molly Ringwald. And I was just so amazed at how young and beautiful she looked because oh, she is young and beautiful. Oh, man, Cheryl Blossom is literally my heart. I felt like a fool because I was talking to... Q-Man, and I was like, dude, Molly Ringwald apparently still super hot. I got it on good authority. And he's like, wow, good for her. And we like had a whole like appreciation. And then I looked up a picture of her and I was like, I mean, it's not 16 Candles anymore, you know what I mean? But No, indeed. But that's, you know, that's 36, 37 years ago. Just, okay. I just wanted to, to bring that up because you got, I'm not super sharp so you gotta make sure if we're talking about no, hot chicks ab- absolutely and redheads, I'll be your blade that, yeah I'll be you be my wedding stone I'll keep myself sharp and, and so facto I'll keep you sharp um it's like two swords just like this oh just touching keeping tips gently sh- just keeping each other sharp oh that sounds perfect but um what was it what were we talking about before that where Mars attacks oh cast. Mars attacks so yeah so you have these intellectually solvent aliens um, where they are trying to outmaneuver the United States, Mm -hmm. um, destroying the world eventually. But, you know, your little Gam Gams, um, Hank Williams just destroys them all, blows up their brains. Hmm. You know, I'm just thinking of, like, what aliens would look like. Like I said earlier, Denis Villeneuve and then Arrival. You need to watch that because Amy Adams is absolutely cute as hell in that. Love Jeremy that. Renner, absolutely adorable in that. <laughs> um, and then Denis Ranger. Villeneuve is just an absolutely incredible director. I mean, he's a, he's a top fiver for me right now. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. Yeah, I, I'd forget too because oh, oh, they Amy don't Adams operate, can get lost they in don't his eyes. Navigate through the three dimensions that we, the four even that we occupy. I don't think like real ass alien life is going to reach out to us from some dimension. That Have you we, not read about this parallel dimension thing that was happening? Like, there's go so, the, on. so there's a once again shout out crazy scientific crews that like seemingly don't have much value to offer society until like their one gigantic s- discovery absolutely right. and it blows up and you're like how the hell did we not know about this the whole time y'all are incredible um there's a crew i don't know if it's the arctic circle i don't know if it's antarctica um 
there's a crew that is that monitors something in having to do with the universe and the atmosphere. Okay. okay. Um, and it's a measurable thing that you can find in the air. Um, it's like these little vibrations that you can pick up. Apparently, they think all these vibrations are, I don't know if it's a communique, but if it's like a vibration of our parallel universe that is possibly there. Okay. Dude, so it like is, the decisions we haven't made or like we made the yeah. different one or whatever. Let me let me let me look it up just for Yeah, okay, keep going. I'll I'll get some kind of cool like maybe like a musical bed, like a Oh god, that's so loud. It's hard to play like like that, but I've been working on my Hungarian rhapsody, dude. I'm absolutely slaughterhouse fiving it. Um, what else we got? I was, yeah, we got, so we got to kind of make this show about New Orleans. I think that's our kind of niche current market that we really want to utilize right now. So I got all kinds of like fun NOLA content to throw your way. Absolutely. Unless you you got info. Yeah, I do. It says, this is a Forbes magazine uh, article. Mm -hmm. It says the idea of a parallel universe that runs alongside our own sure is alluring, but they might not have found it. They might have just found some things that were like, Vibrations through the ice coming from a ice vibrations, huh? Oh man, the the crew is the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, Anita. It uses radio antenna <laughs> on high altitude <laughs> balloons above the South Pole to search for radio pulses of ultra high energy cosmic rays and neutrinos coming from space. Okay, talk wow. about being absolutely insane. That that's like got to be a couple millions of dollars worth of yeah, and it has to be like a very on. very perfect premise of the thing by John Carpenter, one of my two favorite horror movies of all time. Go on. Oh man, what I haven't seen it. it. Wait, what? Dude, I'm not a horror guy. I'm no, a, no. This a, is Kurt Russell and Keith David at their absolute best. Yeah? Kurt Russell. Kurt Do I Russell. I look like Kurt Russell? You 100% look like Kurt Russell. Yes. And it's like 80s, like Tango and Cash Kurt Russell where you know nice. there's a hot babe involved somewhere. Ooh, 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 uh, ooh, ooh. With the search for the green-eyed woman. Or the green-eyed green princess. Is that it? That's a good is name. Is that I'm, Big dude, Trouble in Little China? I've never seen a single Kurt Russell film i don't think don't karate chop me he's loading a karate chop right now you better wait yes you have load you've 100 what kurt russell picture have i seen you've 100 seen a kurt russell movie. I, I i couldn't i couldn't tell you one you've never seen big trouble in little china i haven't you've never seen tango and cash with sylvester stallone nope you've never seen the thing nope like really you've never seen the thing i suck dude Wait, you don't know about SP, the main man, Snake Pliskin, Escape from New York? No. You have 100%, I told you that would be a perfect costume for you. <laughs> and you just went along with it? I think so. Sometimes I don't like to disappoint you, but good radio is people like kind of Have you seen The Hateful Eight? Missing the mark. I have. He's John Ruth the Hangman. The oh wow oh he's good with the that huge was mustache Russell? yeah with the huge mustache and he's like got the woman chained to him yeah Jessica Jessica Jennifer Jessica Lee Jessica Jennifer Lee Jessica Jennifer Lee that's her, that's her name okay okay good all right um I have, have you ever seen, seen Tombstone with Russell. Val Kilmer nope 
Whoa. Okay, so you are missing the mark on a lot of movies. I, got I, a was, homework ki- I was kind of not into the movie club because I don't like hanging out with you that much. But I'm 100% into the movie club if it's the Kurt, Kurt Russell movie club. Extravaganza. Sold. 100% in on that. Um. So, yeah, man. We can, as I absolutely destroy you right now on the Kurt Russell stuff. But the thing is an absolutely perfect thing for Anita, the Anita group. Uh-huh. Um, neutrinos, huh? Neutrinos and high frequency cosmic rays with large south polar balloons wow imagine just being like the guy's like hey man this balloon's gonna really do a lot of stuff like hey what do you do oh i blow up the balloon (laughs) (laughs) the other six months i just make snarky comments to scientists (laughs) oh man that'd be insane you gotta appreciate all the like weird scientists oh dude it's great like People who put... You gotta live in Antarctica for most of I mean, dude, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta at least appreciate the passion, right? Yeah, oh, bless it. Absolutely bless it. And, like, the people who, like, the camera crews that go out and do the Planet Earth footage. It's like, oh, I lived in a teepee in South Dakota for nine months trying to find this one lemur, right? Bless a well-versed and strenuous documentary. Oh, wow. Like, imagine, yeah, going into the, so I was, um, I watched a documentary last night, I told you about the uh, Olympic Peninsula. Is it called the Olympic Peninsula because of Olympia, the capital of Washington? Uh, yeah, the Olympus Mountains, yeah, it's right there. Very Olymp- cool. O- Olympic Mountain Range. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, bro, come on. Dude, I don't know tits. I don't know shit about fuck, about God, Washington, I love you, the Ruthie. state of, oh, she's so great she steals the show for me i got just, that goddamn marty Ozark. bird i just finished all of it <laughs> i'm good so we can talk about it now oh my god so good dude so thrilling so exciting can't wait for can't wait for season four I, i'm gonna have to because what it's gonna be another year and a half right um but dude unflappable jason bateman laura linney i talk about right now i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off just because laura dude, linney's please. incredible but Jason Bateman right now, an absolute career revival. Dude. And, and he was already set. Like he oh, was yeah. Fine. I mean, yeah, because you have a huge Arrested Development fan base. And you have a huge Jason Bateman like comedy fan base. You Horrible know what I mean? Horrible Bosses. I just watched Horrible Bosses two days ago, and it's, it's still hilarious. Yeah. Um, but but like, Arrested Development, you can't beat Arrested Development, which you have not engaged I st- I in. I almost right? started watching episode one today so we can have a little extra cheddar to talk about. Wow. Skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. Um, but between The Stranger on HBO and Ozark, I mean, you're talking about Ozark being a top five crime drama of all time if this season four just nails it. It's so good, man. I mean, it's it's one of the best things on television right now. 30 hours of my life, just boom. And, and it's absolutely worth it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. And especially during COVID times and whatnot, like, it's like reading a book. If you're watching an incredible television series or a movie, it it's consuming a story that's masterfully crafted for you 100%. like you don't you don't have to get down on yourself for like watching like oh are all the are the kids who are reading a bunch of books like are those are they wasting their time should I they mean, like feel guilty about it how tight no? is this character develop, development right now how tight is the location settings i love I, I told you when we were sitting on the couch watching the first part of the episode together that i love like the 
like the foreboding of the water that's always there. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, this is always in the background of like all this crazy shit. You know, the forest is never going to tell. You know, the water is never going to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have like the the grimy gutterness of Ruth and the Langmores, and you have like the what a good name too, right? Uh, Langmore. Oh god, that's and, good writing, right? Like none of that is by accident. That oh, is just dude. And when you have an episode called like the Book of Ruth, and it gives you like a lot of background, I'm like, oh, I, I, I see you, King James Bible. I see you, Bible. Don't worry about that. I, wow. I'm looking Ruth. for you. But you have she's Jason She's in Sin Bateman. City 2, by the way. She is in Sin City 2. Yeah. She's also in um, um, Waco. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Waco? No, but I, I did a little research. A little t- a little t- Julia t- Garner, I believe is her name. Yeah. And uh, she's a little sex scene in season three. I wasn't upset. I... <laughs> <laughs> I... Of just course, I appreciated like that. You know what I'm saying? I really just like. All right, I just wanted her to get some. Well, dude, yeah, the... it's just like I. Ruthie's like an asexual being mm-hmm. at at one point. You know what I mean? Like the only guy that she ever had love for was like her dad, and her dad just like literally cousin. backhanded the shit out of her all the oh, time. Man, that so was like, and even Wyatt in three, where it's just like the most she can go is be like, "You're gonna fuck up going to college." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like the most love that she's ever like given out or received mm-hmm. so like having like a a boyfriend figure in season three was very nice the beauty of television is you just have this it's like when you spill water on the ground and it just kind of keeps creeping outward it's like all the plot lines and characters you can just mesh together and whatnot oh, like God. it was just brilliant writing to give Wendy Bird this crazy brother. His opening scene when he's a substitute teacher and he's, he takes all the kids' phones and like throws them in a in like a tra- swirling a, a, thing yeah, of death. Like a tree like a tree stump grinder almost. Yeah, and then punches out like this random work and then screams at the camera, Poof, Ozark, opening credit. I was just like, Holy Mary, mother of beef. Okay. And it, to to then have this ticking time bomb of a bipolar psychopath come in and start developing feelings for like our our number one like it's just such yeah smart and, writing and as if ruth hasn't been corruptible before you know what i mean right. but it's always been on the on the hush hush and the langmore shit and like her like sort of fit in that mold of like Slapping the shit out of strippers and trying to kill Marty Bird and, you know, throwing MFers off the top of the freaking casino. Dude, that episode was so incredible. That's season three when shit really just starts starting to hit, starting to hit the fan. When she throws Frank Jr. off of the bush, kicks him in the nuts because he, like, threatens her. Ruth is such a badass. And just heaves his ass, just careens him into the lake. Uh... I almost like stood up and clapped. I was so excited. Just the absolute panic that's going on, like underlying in the show. Like every time you watch an episode, like I know my anxiety <laughs> definitely steps it up a notch a little bit. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, dude, it is so um, exciting. Just, I feel like Marty. I told you this last time. Like if Marty Bird's not taking ten blood pressure pills a day, like this dude is absolutely gonna have a heart attack at some point. Um, and 
I feel like that in the audience, like I feel that it like resonates with me. You know what I'm saying? It's like a tangible thing I can like reach out and touch. This dude's life um, is es- complicated. Es- oh, especially with Wendy. You know, shit. Even with Jonah now, where like Jonah's like getting into his own stuff. Why it's getting into some own stuff or some old stuff? Can I say it? Hell. Um, but like all this stuff is gonna like come to like a ahead and you're gonna have to pop that pimple asap oh god because 14 episodes is gonna be one wild ride for season four wait it's gonna be 14 episodes 14 confirmed episodes shut the back door so you're gonna be able to absolutely destroy a couple of extra eppies (laughs) courtesy of the flicks (laughs) thanks guys and you know like i said if this goes out on top you're talking about a top five crime drama of all time no doubt about it. Where does Peaky Blinders fall on that list? Oh, that's in my top ten. If I had to think about it, I, I, I immediately will put Sopranos, True Detective. Wow. Oh no, True Detective season one, but you're you leave because season two or three. Um, Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. God, why am I naming only HBO stuff? Because HBO doesn't miss The Wire, Ozark. Hmm. I might have Peaky Blinders ahead of Ozark, but it's. I suppose it's ultimately because you love Cillian Murphy. I do love. He Cillian is Murphy. absolutely. He is delicious. a stone cold fox. He's God. such a dude, babe. It's Tommy Shelby ridiculous. looks perfect in smoking a ciggy dude in a piece oh dude he looks perfect in a three piece but he looks even better in like the grays and like the blacks like it makes his stone cold beautiful blue eyes just pop against the background of industrial england oh my i just came is that okay is that okay to say decent size Wow. Talk about Joe Swag. Dude, insane, huh? Talk about the quintessential man. Maybe the next Jimmy Bond. How would you feel about that? I'm 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 a hundred percent in on that. I wasn't like, really until pict- I saw Peaky Blinders. I'm really picturing Idris in that role right oh, now. Oh god, would that be cool? Talk Is about he like, a little old? Yeah, but like Pierce was forty something when he did his. Was he? Yeah, Pierce is old, man. I can't even handle Pierce looking back now. Now that I've had D. Craig, it's like this ne- this next Jimothy Bond better slap because you, to top Daniel Craig, sir, good luck. Oh man, I'm thinking Idris is my guy. I would take Selena Murphy sick. though. I just want to see him with like a. He plays a crazy guy so well. Yeah. Like, when I think about him, I think about, like, Batman Begins. Exactly. So that's what I thought of before we got here. Scarecrow. Yeah. Is Tom Hardy in the running for Bond? Yeah, Tom Hardy's always, always, like, sort of tied to stuff like that. And He might be too fucking tough to play Bond. Yeah, because I can't see him being, like, sensual. Like, if I'm thinking of Tom Tom Hardy, I'm thinking of, like, rough, grimy, like, take-your-breath-away sex. You know what I mean? Like, James Bond has, like, these sensual moments. Yeah, for sure. Of, like, caressing his fingers down a thigh. He appreciates the female form. Absolutely. So, like, when I think about... Or maybe that's too archaic. As do I. Of, like, hey, maybe Tom Hardy is a little too... Have we ever seen Tom Hardy 
within in a kind of a vulnerable I mean not vulnerable because James Bond is always business like Daniel Craig like even if he's making love to the babe it's there's this cold kind of detachment there does Tom Hardy work as James Bond that's something I gotta sleep on I don't, I don't wanna be premature and blow another load before like it needs to be I blown. think of Tom Hardy right and I think of Inception hmm. where he's Incredible. I think of Mad Max. Wow. I think of Dark Knight Rises. Bane. I think of um I think of Alfie Solomons from Peaky Blinders, where he is just talk about the only man who can challenge Tommy Shelby. Yeah. I, I mean, find him underutilized in Peaky Blinders. Oh dude, season two, Alfie Solomons, where you can barely understand Yeah, what his... the heck is he saying? I love it though. I need subtitles for sure. I love. Oh, I love subtitles though. Uh, um, Legend. I think of Legend. I think of. I loved. Legend. He was Reggie and he was Reggie and Ron he Cray. Played identical twins. I love that. I was watching that on movie. Netflix. Uh, probably less than six weeks ago. I've seen the movie like four or five times. Oh, so, Jesus. dude, he is so slick and kind of James Bondy as Reggie Cray. Yeah, Ron, Ronnie Cray. Yeah, Reg, Ron, Reggie Cray. Reggie yeah. Cray. Ronnie Cray's the crazy one. Yes. Like absolutely crazy. One. Lol. Um, I think of him as you know as Venom. I think of I've only oh, seen wow. Venom How once. How was Venom? It was good. I saw yeah. it once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't like my favorite movie of all time. Mm. But it was good. I mean, he, he plays. A what great... is your favorite movie of all time? I should probably know this. Oh God. I'm Ocean's Eleven. Just gotta do really? it. Really. I gotta do it. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time. Is it too cliche of me to say like no? I think that the greatest movie of all time is Shawshank Redemption, but it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's probably in my What's top ten. What's your favorite 10. movie of all time? Probably Terminator 2. Wow. Yeah. I'm a really? Huge, I'm a huge Arnold fan. Huge Arnold fan. Terminator, duh. Four Academy Awards, my brother James Cammy. Jimmy doesn't, Cameron. Doesn't, doesn't play around in the early 90s, brother. He just does not F around. Wow. Um, no, indeed. True lie. I mean, come on. We can't even get down there. But, wow. I didn't know I had four Academy Awards. Um, yeah, Robert Terminator Patrick destroys two. that Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong. They all destroy that. Dude, that bad guy. That... And Robert Patrick is, that's, you're talking about like a top a ten baddie of all time. Scary villain, man. I mean, you're talking about a top ten baddie of all time. If you're talking about like. I'm going to watch T2. You're talking soon. about like Darth Vader and you're talking about like all these crazy, like huge. You're, talk, you're talking about the T-1000. I mean, that is the first time you've ever, ever seen a, an enemy turn into liquid and then re-emulsify and turn into... Doesn't uh, he not say a word? Oh, uh, he has a couple of lines. What, um, what, what kind of shit does he say? I thought that was kind of the spooky thing about him is he's just... Yeah, he well, just he, he, he's he, coming. He doesn't he's... have any lines to, like, um, and during the chase. He has a couple of lines to John when he's in the arcade with the kid from... Um, Salute your shorts. I can't think of his name. Okay. Um, he has a couple of lines. Um, maybe it's the only ones to John. I th- I think I remember he's on screen so much and has so few. Yeah, Robert Patrick absolutely just, just kills horrifying. that man. Yeah, kills that. Literally and figuratively just kills keeps it. Keeps coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Terminator Two is probably my favorite of all time. If I had to say it. Interesting um, answer. You've probably seen it thirty times. Oh yeah, more more than that. Wow, I love that. I mean, I dude, the, the scene of Arnold walking out with the minigun onto the the third story of the uh, of where God, 
what's what's it called? Skynet. God, I was like, I can't say it's my favorite movie of all time. I can't even think of the freaking uh, Cybertronics place. Yeah, so Skynet, Miles Dyson's, you know, holding the freaking the detonator to all the bombs that they were gonna have. Arnold walks out. There's helicopters out there. There's you know dozens of cops. What is it with Arnold and helicopters, man? Those oh, just Arnold, follow him just around. Just perfect. Yeah, they follow him around. He has to have Predator, terrible hearing. True lies. Yeah, like come on. Terrible hearing, Arnold. I know? imagine so. Um, but you know, Edward Furlong had already told him. John Connor, I told, already told him, hey, we're not killing people. We don't do stuff like that. So he literally just like lets off a thousand rounds with the minigun, just like spook everybody. But like, he's in the he's in the jacket. He's in the, you know, I'm saying the freaking leather. He has the the shoddy ready to rip the double barrel all the time. I mean, dude, that's just like iconic Arnold, especially with the in the in the uh, the molten the molten steel with the thumbs up, iconic. So yeah, that was probably that's probably it for me, man. That's Mom Connor, total babe. Oh, Linda Hamilton, absolutely, and what a badass she is for real. What an absolute dude for real. The the first scene with her in it in T2 is her, like, doing these crazy-ass push-ups with her sweating-ass body. I'm going to watch this movie tonight. Oh, what a great movie. But I'm I'm looking up, as we're talking about this, I keep looking up Tom Hardy roles of, like, him being super vulnerable. And I don't see many of them, like, like in... Yeah, he's he's. Oh, because I think about Warrior. That what great. Just I think of Lawless as as, as the Bondurant brothers. Forrest. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf was killing it then. Guy Pierce killing it. Um. I think of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I've seen a couple of times. Um, I think of my freaking movie, one of my favorites, Layer Cake, as Clarky. Tom Hardy Layer Cake. Yeah, a very young Tom Hardy and Layer Craig, yeah. With a guy with no name, just the guy. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm Tom Hardy's such a badass. Yeah, he's a badass, but is he too badass to be James Bond? Like James Bond is a badass when it comes down to it. Like we talk about the evolution. We've had it off off uh camera about how incredibly transformative Tom uh Daniel Craig is for the role. Yeah. And like what what can Tom Hardy do to like continue on that path? Like Daniel Craig is out here. We watch Casino Royale doing the parkour scene. I mean, that's like one of the greatest scenes you've ever seen in a James Bond movie. A great, one of the greatest chase scenes I've ever seen ever. Yeah. I, I don't know if we said this last time or not, but Daniel Craig made James Bond something you can't make fun of because the franchise had to respond to Austin Powers because you have to kind of rebrand after that. Like James Bond needs to be this kind of elusive, untouchable thing. You can't absolutely. You can't. You can't parody. Daniel I mean, Craig. honestly, and you saw his two minutes of vulnerability in Casino Royale. The uh, wow, he was the good. shower scene. Oh, you know? and the love affair, like Act Four, basically, like and after just, everything's over. Cr- crazy how we were both like, oh, this movie could finish up right here. Nope, it has 25 more minutes. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, you saw, like, the vulnerability of, like, him nibbling on her finger in the shower as she's, like, having a absolute 
breakdown. After they had a huge fight and they're not cool, yeah. and he just goes in and like warms it up and saves the day. Warms Nothing, it up literally. N- not a not a sexual thing about it. Even though no. he's nibbling on her finger and whatnot, and maybe in hindsight we're gonna say, okay, this led to that and that. But like in that scene, More it was of like I'm here. It was just I'm here. I'm here for you. Absolutely. I'm, I'll, I'm sorry, and and like I know that sucked, and like let's. let's I know that you know. We just feel had a, these feelings. A crazy fight scene in a we stairwell. Just had Africans flying with machetes all over the place, sweating. Oh my god, crazy scene. Oh dude, that was insane. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, Tom Hardy could definitely do that. I think. While while you know, as I just get more excited about Tom Hardy as we talk about him, would I be able to understand Tom Hardy's? Accents? Yeah, because he has great accents. I think that Tom Hardy just like overplays it sometimes, yeah. like the Alfie Solomon's thing. Like he loves the the dialect. Oh, dude, have you ever heard? Have you ever seen Taboo? I don't think so. It's one season so far on uh on FX. Tom Hardy's the guy, and you can first two episodes you can barely understand what the hell he's saying, but it's so freaking cool. He loves that. Yeah, he he does love that. He loves to like get like the gruff things where like you say a bunch of words and you're just like, huh. Gosh, and he doesn't even care to repeat himself because he's Tom Hardy and he does not need to repeat himself. Fuck no, he better not. I guess gun to my balls, Idris Elba would be. Yeah, it's a it, yeah. swag play. Oh God, and he already looks good in a suit. I know that he is a beautiful man. Stringer oh, Bell. Oh, I thought you said you don't like the wire. I hate don't the wire. Don't talk to me. But I and love... call it a Stringer Bell. Are you taking notes at a criminal conspiracy meeting, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. He's the man. But, like, wow. having him as um, as James isn't, isn't, like, a play on anything. Like, you have a bunch of already black Englishmen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this isn't like a, hey, we're trying to be inclusive now. Idris Elba is honestly one of the top people for the job. Yeah. And this was a conversation that was had five years ago before, you know, any kind of... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm saying it's not like a, hey, we're just going to throw you in the mix because, you know, we need to, you know, no, we need to be inclusive. This guy would absolutely slay the, the James Bond role. For sure. I mean, dude, his English accent is already just delicious. Oh, he is just lovely. He is actually British. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, His accent, it's not like a, a gruff one where it's like a super heavy it's dialect. It's like a smooth whiskey. Oh, it's, absolutely it's like a... it is. Have you ever seen Luther, possibly? Uh-uh. Idris Elba as a detective? Oh, God. British broadcasting can almost do no wrong at some point. So I, I love some of, their, uh, some of their series. Most of their series. But they... You need to watch Luther. I wonder how how the character of James Bond would like how would the movies address the fact that they have a dark skinned James Bond I, I feel like they wouldn't even touch it right like no you just, don't need to James Bond let it James fly. Bond's literally here to throw bullets down range ask questions later you know what I mean <laughs> and then he, what is it Ralph Fiennes is, is Q right now right he's great you no, love he's Ralph M. Fiennes he's, he's M Oh, yeah, right, yeah. okay, yes, yes. The yes. young dude's Q, yeah. Yeah, quartermaster. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, we got to wrap up. Um, anyway, how can we make the world a better place? 
this is a recurring theme from last time this time ELE baby everybody nope, love you gotta everybody do a new one. okay well to show love you have to give love and if you are not willing to open yourself up and be conscientious of other people's feelings and I just don't know what to tell you after that I mean right now we're in a time where people just need to spread and give as much cheer um, as possible, man, because people are having rough times, whether it's with COVID, whether it's with protesting, whether it's with equality, you know, being able to just show people a little bit of love and satisfaction will go a long way as long as it's genuine. So get out there, spread love, make somebody smile, because honestly, you probably need it too. Wow. And it will help you on your path towards getting it by by sending it. Um, we're going to talk, we got to touch on social justice i know we say this every time but like next episode we gotta dive in and talk yeah about we gotta talk about the five, on i just society. watched the five bloods today spike lee we need to talk about that movie okay incredible i'm gonna say honestly utilize flowers and i don't mean this metaphorically i mean flower like real flowers honestly even fake flowers if you want to start out but there's something so delicate natural fragrant wonderful life-giving about just some flowers when you're going to a party pick a flower off a tree and give it to the cutest girl at the party or when you're at trader joe's spend six bucks on a thing of roses and put it in your house i'm telling you there's just something about this little gift uh from the universe yeah so just use flowers that's nice and women honestly love that babes Adore flowers. I might just I pick up flowers. some for Morgan tomorrow. Just be like, hey, dude, happy you will, Friday, my queen. Dude, you will get the dopest hand job of your life. I am a app. huge fan of aggressive handies. That's another podcast for another time. I got to tell you a story. But, um, yep, okay. Everybody, you guys are great. It was just the 4th of July this past weekend, so I hope you're you're rehydrating and ready to just take on the second half of one of the trickiest years in recent memory. Absolutely. Tricky as um, But remember that time is kind of just an artificial construction, and you don't have to like be bogged down because tomorrow is the first day of the R of your L.